Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome back to the French Rugby Podcast with me, Tim Groves, former Scotland back rower, Johnny Beatty, and ex-France hooker, Benjamin Kayser. How have you guys been? Benji, I can hear a bit of background noise. Is, um, is the house coming along? Oh yeah, same old same. So I've got absolutely zero building skills. I am the most dreadful DIY guy you can find, but I can push, I can lift, I can shove. Uh, so that's what I do. I'm basically going back and forth with a skip, just lifting shit. Uh, but yeah, so if you hear a bit of banging, a bit of this, there is no chance in the world that I stop, guys, because we're almost there. So I'm pushing them hard. The 40 towers. Every minute counts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's full blast today. There's some painting, there's some wood floor, and there's a terrace happening. So we'll get there. And Johnny, how are things in your world? Still still hectic? And uh, no, mate, all quiet. Uh, mother-in-law's here. Don't know how long she's going to be here, but great tough help around the house. Uh, looking forward to... A weird and wonderful this weekend of travel away for Autumn Nations Cup work, which will be great fun. I'm about to jump straight on a train after this, up to Paris, then the day after, get a flight to Florence, do the game, drive to Bologna, go from Bologna to Amsterdam to Paris, and then get to Van the next day in France. So it's going to be a weekend of uh, wacky races, um, but looking forward to some international rugby. That sounds like a hell of a weekend, but we'll get to that in a bit. First, we should get our guest on. It's pretty hard to top some of the guys we've had on recently, but we might just have gone and done it because this man has captained France more than anyone else in the history of the game. The one and only Thierry Dussetois joins us. How are you, Thierry? Good, and you? We're very well, we're very well. So set the scene for us. Um, where are you at the moment and what are you up to? Uh, right now I'm in Toulouse, in my home. Uh, because we can't move so much in, in France because of, uh, I don't know the word in quarantine, to say it in, in, in England. So until the... Since the since two weeks ago to to the first of December, we have to to stay at home. So we're waiting for to 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 be to to be released. And you're still in Toulouse, but just talk us through what you've been up to since you um since you hung up the boots since you retired. I stopped four years ago, and um, when I stopped, I started to work for for a company which is called All My SMS. It's a text and voice messaging company, and it's uh, it is based in uh, in Nice. Expensive, but very very good company. <laughs> I'm a client, so I'll tell you. <laughs> so anyway, it was good for me to 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 start working for for this company. In fact, I invested in this company in 2008. Um, but when I when I was there, I wasn't I wasn't really involved in the in the management of the of the company. But when I when I stopped, I had this uh, this uh, objective to to work with this company. So it helped me a lot to to stop and to decide to to stop my my career. And am I right in thinking you've got a degree in chemical engineering? Yeah, yeah yes, I, I, I'm an engineer, but uh, I understood quite quickly that uh, I, I wasn't going to to work in uh, in this industry because here when I signed in Toulouse. I thought that it would be a nice opportunity for me to to work for Airbus, 
which is uh, really close of my house. But after you know, one or two years, I understood that I wouldn't be happy with, uh, with this kind of work. So what I did is I was in 2007. I don't know if you, you were there, Benjamin, we were, we were preparing the, um, the Six Nations. Uh, in 2007, Six Nations. At this moment, Bernard Laporte called 40 or 50 players in in um, in Marcoussi. The objective of the of this uh, of this squad was each player had to play one game of the of, of the Six Nations. Unfortunately, just uh, 25 players played. So the the, the rest of the team <laughs> uh, just did just did the, you know the the, the fitness and uh, all this stuff in preparing. With uh, with M two to prepare the the the, the work up, so I had time to 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 get in good shape and to think about what I was going to do. So I I, I called one of my best friend and one of my main uh, partner in business, and I said, I know that you're a businessman, and uh, I'm I'm not sure what I'm going to do after rugby, but I would like to start to 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 invest with you if you have a good opportunity. Just call me and tell me tell me what we can do together. So he, he gave me this proposal to to go with him in uh, on my SMS in in um, in Nice, and it's been has been uh, 12, 12 years twelve twelve years we we were working together in this company, but we're still investing in other companies more. So you mentioned the Six Nations, where sixty five guys I think were called up. There's also twenty of them who wanted to retire from professional rugby after that, because they yeah. spent six weeks of just training like idiots. I know Geoffroy Messina, a centre, was a mate of mine. He did not get capped after those six weeks. So yes, he was fit, <laughs> more more fit than he's ever been, but it was horrendous. After six weeks, they told us, "Okay, finally you're going to have a game, so you're going to play with the Babas, French Barbarians." Yeah against uh, 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 Argentina and Biarritz. So we have half of the team who were just here to, to have fun and half of the, the other half of the team who were just playing the, the future in the French national team. So we, lo- we lost by, fi- by 50 points. And I remember in the exchange with Bernard Laporte was saying to the guys, you will not go to the World Cup, you will not go to the World Cup, you will not go to the World Cup. No, it was crazy. And you see that six months after, we lost the first game against Argentina in the... In the in, in the World Cup, so it, it was a, a moment quite 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 intense for us. But anyway, in fact, I never planned to be to be to be a professional a rugby professional player. Uh, I just wanted to. It's like I just wanted to 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 play the better game I could. You know, each time to be better and better. But when I when I when I moved to Bordeaux, when I started to be uh, to be uh, a professional professional player. To, to, to be in the, in the academy it was a way for me to 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 finance my my studies to have a home to have a to have food and at the end of the year they told me okay you do you want to to sign a a contract with us I said okay why not <laughs> so that's how I start, we started you almost fell into rugby then you see because you you grew up in Ivory Coast for a, a bit didn't you and then and you were you were also into judo rather than rugby when you were younger yeah, uh, in fact, my, my, my father is French and my mother is uh, Ivorian, so I, I was born in Ivory Coast and I, and I lived there until my 10 years. Uh, we used to, to come in France because, um, in fact, I have a quite complex history family. My, 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 my grandfather and my grandmother were from France, went in Ivory Coast in, in 1949 and they bought the land. So they were living there. So 
it's like in, in, in July, all the family was coming here in France to spend the holidays in uh, the southwest, uh, in near, a city near Asia. And so we, we, we used to spend two months there and we were coming back to, to, to Ivory Coast. And when I was 10, my, my father was put back by, by the government because he was a teacher. And we, we landed in Perigueux. And yes, I started judo when I was four. And I, and I played judo until my 17. And I, I spent two years playing judo and, uh, and rugby. And was it a big help? Because obviously there's other players, you know, Mathieu Babio, who's at cast as well, yeah. martial artist, loved his judo um, and a tremendous athlete. But did that help you? Do you think that gave you a little edge, a bit of difference coming to tackle technique and getting people on the floor with your, with your rugby? Do you think it helped? Oh, yes, of course, because you know that I'm not really famous for, for my past. So. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, it helped me a lot because I, 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 I won a lot, a lot of time, you know, because I wasn't afraid when we, I, the, the, you, you had a big guy coming with you uh, in front of you with a ball. You know, I wasn't afraid about him. I was just going to him for to, to the contact. And in fact, in the first day, I was just taking, I was just doing my, my judo techniques. I wasn't. I wasn't doing a rabbit, uh, uh, um, rabbit tackles, but uh, he helped me a lot. He gave me confidence. Uh, he helped me to have my my importance in the team because it's not so easy. Because I was quite shy when I was uh, uh, I was a teenager, and uh, it wasn't easy for me to to say, okay, I'm going to 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 be important in a in a team of I would say 30, 30 boys who are bigger than me. And it had me a, a lot to, 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 to have my place in this team. It was the ground and the first steps of leading by example, which is what you've done for 20 years after that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. I don't know, but I, 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 um, we, we, we play together, but I'm not a, a good speaker. No, I don't like to speak so much. Um, I think in, in a team, you have different um, personalities. You have um, different people. So you have people who are really happy to... to to talk, to, 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 to express themselves. It cost me a lot to talk, in fact. More, more in, 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 in moment with a, a, um, a lot of pressure. I remember games we played with the French national team with a lot of pressure under my shoulders because I had to represent him in front of the, of the, of the, of the press. I had to, to, to talk with the, with, with the coach, you know, I had to fight someone sometime with him. And uh, I didn't have so much energy to, 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 to go to see each guy, to explain them how we were going to play and to talk. So it helped me a lot to have guys like Benjamin, for example, who, who were glad who were, who were to, to, to talk. It's not natural for them to, to, to go to, to, to the other guys and to, to express themselves to talk and to, to build a, a good atmosphere in the team. Was that a role that you grew into, Thierry, as a captain? Did you, did you come to enjoy it after a while or not? It's not. It wouldn't be no because it's not so. Because when you you're looking this from the outside, you say, "Wow, it's great!" You no, know, just you know, you're in the first player of your team. You're going just have to, you know, you're going to uh, how do you say this? Uh, take the trophy and to show it to to everybody. But it's not this more complex than just this. You have to manage the team. In fact, it's never easy. Even even if the the team has good results, it's not easy to to manage the team. We're talking about. 30 guys, you were talking about relationship with the public, with the, with the, with the press, with the, your coach. It, it, it's, it's not easy. You, you, for me, so it, it was a great privilege to be the captain so, much, so many times on my team, but it cost me a lot, in fact. 
That's why I was thinking about this because I was the captain of my of my national team, and I was the captain of my of of my team in in the in the league. So I had no moment to 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 recover. In fact, I was always under pressure. So I think that in a way it cost me the the end of my my career. In fact, because I, I didn't enjoy the the two the two the two last years of my of my career because I was uh, uh, the, the the team wasn't so good. And I, and I was just thinking about finding a solution to 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 help, and uh, I didn't enjoy the last the last two years of my career. So that's why I was thinking about my my answer. I would I would love to ask you a question actually because it's a question I've never asked you. But um, so I I met I, I played for the first time with TT when we were France A, the equivalent of the Saxons. And Thierry is a is a very yes he might be a little bit um, introvert but but he's a very sociable guy he's a very easy to get along happy smiling positive guy and then you became captain in 2009 uh, after a successful New Zealand tour where he beat New Zealand in New Zealand so you know your pinnacle that's that's a pretty impressive start basically there's is as good as it gets then you win the Grand Slam 2010 then you go on to be the best player in the world 2011 and World Cup final against New Zealand that's lost by one point okay that's all good then I, I come back in the picture <laughs> and then we are terrible for three or four years uh, and that's what the the last two years that he's mentioning is it's just is that Philippe Saint-André up to the 2015 World Cup where it was just heavy, it was complicated. He did not have the Lionel Mallet, Harry Nordoki, um, uh, you know, all those guys that were experienced players, Yashvili and all that, Rougerie, whatever, you name them, that were surrounding him in that, in that pre-2011 World um, squad that were helping him a lot around the leadership. And I remember, <clears throat> so 2015, World Cup quarterfinal, we get smoked by the ABs. That's his last game, my last game, 60 points. But I remember you and your face in the bus after that game. Well, boom, you had a smile back on. You weren't happy about the defeat, obviously. But you were just relieved of all this pressure and just like, finally, I can breathe and I can think about myself. So that's a question I've got for you. Was it, was it really that heavy? So when I, when I came back, basically, my, my time in the French team, was it really that heavy and that, was it a heavy burden? In, fa in fact, you know, in, uh, after, after, in, after 2010, after the Grand Slam, and from the, the end of the Grand Slam to the final of the World Cup, it was hell because we, we weren't playing so well, in fact. But the difference between this team and 2015 team it's like they have a different mindset, you know. It was about more, maybe more my, my generation because we, maybe it was it was harder to manage because you have two different new positions, uh, you have leaders. But it was great in in in, in really hard moments. It was, it was great to have these players with you, you know. You have just convinced them to be. This is the way you have to take, and they were okay. We're going to 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 back you up. So it was easier for these guys. In 2015, it was different. You know? it was, I was feeling that I wasn't part of this uh, generation. In fact, I didn't understand you know, the, the way they were thinking, the way they were, they were thinking the, the, the competition, you know, because I had my, my experience and I, I was saying, okay, if you remember, uh, 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 Philippe really liked, really liked to, to, to give a lot of freedom to the guys, you know, Maybe what what what's happening in Anglo-Saxon's team? They were French. We're not. We're not. We're not British. We have different. Maybe Jim could could talk about this. We 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 are we are thinking in different way. So you cannot manage us. 
like you're, you're, you're going to manage uh, English English guys. So I was quite lost, you know. So I was fighting with with with, with this with it, with this way of management and fighting with the guys who were just thinking that they were on holidays, you know. Remember, it was like now we're, we're preparing World Cup, so we're not going to do anything doing this, you know. So I was quite lost. In fact, that's why when we lost about uh, about uh, against uh, the All Blacks, in fact, I was disappointed because. Uh, because it, it, it's, it's been it'd be a shame, you know, losing by 60 points in a quarterfinal World Cup. In a way, I, re, I was released because it's like when you when you're going forward, you, you say, okay, something really bad is going to happen, something bad is really happened. You know, you're just thinking about this day after day, day after day, and it happened. So I was released. I said, okay, no, nothing more can happen. So okay, I'm free and I I, I, I can move forward. That's why I was smiling. I was like, okay, it's over now. I want to ask you how much was pre-planned about your retirement because like I know from experience it's a different level but I was captain of Bayonne in Pro Day 2 and it was tough going every week like losing in Pro Day 2 with Bayonne it's heavy there's nowhere to go you're in the town everyone's looking at you it can be tough for you at that level and towards the end of your career when it was hard mentally at what stage did you know you were going to finish did you know that was going to be your last tournament when you arrived or was it something like you finished you had that relief and you decided there okay I'm done no, no. I, I, I think that before the World Cup, I thought I thought that I was I, I wasn't going to play play against uh, again for for the French team. I wanted to finish in a nice a nicer way, but um, in two in fact in two thousand for the I would tell you a secret because we were just four of us. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, in two thousand in two thousand fourteen, I, I I I proposed to I I got injured so to my. Um, Say uh, I broke my my tendon, my bicep tendon, just before the, um, the the Six Nations. So I missed the Six Nations, and the, the coach called me back for 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 the tour in Aust- Australia. And before this tour, I told him now um, maybe it's better for 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 me to to stop because I was starting to feel that I was in, I was fed in fact. And told me in convinced he convinced me to turn, to 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 go with the team. Tell me okay, you're we need we we need the we need you. The team needs you. Needs your experience. Maybe you will not be at in at one hundred percent of the capacity, but the team needs you. So it's important for the team to that you 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 play this game. That's why I accept it. In fact, and uh, when I when I finished the, the tour, I said, okay, let's go to to the World Cup. But I was just feeling that I was already thinking that it was the end of the story for me. And you mentioned how how almost emotionally tough it is to be France captain. You were France captain for a long time. Were there moments where you thought, I'd quite like to just be a player, just be a back row? Were there moments where you thought, maybe I can play on if I let the captaincy go? Of course, of course. But it's, it's not so easy, you know. When you say, I, I told to the coach, I told this time I, I was just talking about, I said to Saint-André, so I, I, I just want to quit. And I, I said to... to um, to Liron, uh, that I wanted to stop. It's not so easy, you know, but, but when they, they, they uh, you have a, a type of captain like me, who are taking a lot of pressure on, on his shoulder, it's easier for a coach to manage his team, you know, because I'm taking a, a lot of part because you have different types of captain. And my way was like, okay, I, I'm not, I wasn't as, uh, um, 
a second coach, but I was like really involved in the way that the team was going to 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 the, the behavior of the team. You know, if you if you if you ask to 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 Benjamin, I was like always like lo looking at everybody that the, the behavior of, of of each uh, uh, training, say to the guy, okay, we're ready, you're not ready, you know. So it cost me a lot. So the energy you're losing doing all this during the week, you will not have this energy to 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 do your job as a player. So sometimes, sometimes you feel like um, confused, and uh, after a game, say, okay, I could have done much more as a player, but I couldn't because I'm, I'm just empty because the, this week was so heavy, so hard to 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 manage that I, I just don't have the energy to 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 do it. So yes, I I, I, I thought that maybe without being captain, but but the coach never never accepted. I could have said, okay, anyway, I, I'm leaving, but for me, it was it would have been like a, a felony, you know, like saying, okay, I do what I, what I want to do and I don't care about the team. So it was my, 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 my way to, to help the team if I couldn't help them uh, as, a, as a player as uh, I used to be. It reflects as well the, the lack of leaders of the, the, that second generation that I was part of. Whereas in 2011, I mean, I didn't even mention Julien Bonner, you know what I mean? But there was 10 guys that could have been French captains. Yeah, I was, I, I was named as captain, but you could have Arinaldo Ki, uh, yeah. Servat, uh, Mas, Lyon, uh, Nale, Yashvili, uh, Para, Rougerie. They were all captains in the team, you know? It, it, it was great. Great, uh, hard to manage. But great to play with. But again, but then in 2012, 13, 14, 15, if it wasn't TT, then it was the abyss under that. You know, there was a massive gap of experience and leadership and take on the team. Uh, so it was a bit of a sacrifice that he had to do. But, you know, that's, that's what great leaders do. They just take it on their shoulders and keep on going. I just want to talk about some of those relationships with coaches, because you mentioned that particularly your style of captaincy, you were very very close to the, the coaches. Obviously, the first one when you came into the front side was Bernard Laporte, and he didn't pick you initially for the 2007 World Cup. I think you've spoken about this before, but I, that must have been a bit of a blow, even though it was early on in your international career. In fact, uh, I really liked Bernard because he was a quite di uh, direct guy, you know. So I appreciate it, you know. I prefer you to tell me that you, you don't like me or you don't think about what you think about me, and we can move on. So yes, in fact, in, in, two, in 2007, he didn't call me because in 2006, we lost again the, the ABs in, in France by 40 points. In Lyon, no? In Lyon, exactly, yeah. Yeah, that, that game did some damage, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's one of the harder games I, I ever played against the All Black. I don't know if it was, a, it was because it was the first game, but I don't remember a game as hard as the, this one. Wow. And I lost by 40 points, or other games by 40 points against the All Blacks. But this one was like, what the hell? The, the guy never stopped, you know. They were running everywhere. They were fast. I remember that Jerry Collins one just uh, uh, had, um, I would say, uh, percussion. Bump. Just bump somebody. Against, uh, Yannick Josion. And he rode away. Like, I was like, never happened. And I, I, I've never seen this. So it was I was really impressed by, by the other. For me, the best team I ever played, the um, ABS team, you know, I ever played. 
there's a legendary TT, a legendary commentary from Bernard Laporte after that game where he was showing Ali Williams or Brad Thorne, I can't remember, the way that he was running everywhere. And then he turned around and he looks at Pascal Papé. And where are you there, hein, Pascal? Where are you? And he didn't even have the courage to say that he's been subbed off. He wasn't on the pitch anymore. But, so it's like, so where are you? See, you're nowhere to be seen. You're not on this work. You're not on that one. And Brad Thorne is hitting people and Ali Williams is running. So he's trying to compare them to tell you that tension. He didn't have the, you know, the boss is just raising his hands. You subbed me off already. That's why I wasn't anywhere. When you were going for, for, for the, for the so for, the, for the training on the pitch, like it was like everybody was scared. No, but really scared. Yeah. I, I seen like people like great great players. I wouldn't mention them, but really great players like like shaking the hand like like what wasn't happened because the guy was crazy, you know, absolutely crazy. But he had fun. It, it was fun to play to play with this team because you have uh, there were players that I was staring when I was a younger player. And I had the opportunity to be with them, and uh, it, it was a moment of the French national team when the, we, we were we were good. In fact, so it, it, for me, it was really a, a, a privilege and honor to be to be part of the team. But it's true that Bernard never didn't call me for 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 this uh, for for the for this worker and um, uh, Benjamin's friend Elvis Vermalen. <laughs> uh, got, got injured, and then he told me. Uh, he, he, once he, he called me and said, "Okay, um, uh, Elvis is is, uh, is injured, so I'm going to to pick you up to for for the workup." I was like, "Okay, thank you." And so we, you're not happy? No, no, of course I'm happy. You know, I was, I was like was quite shocked. Like, okay, it's great. But my problem was that I had spent like the two last week with with. Uh, William Servat because we had lost against uh, Clermont in the semi-final of, 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 of the championship. And I, I took like, uh, I would say, five, five kilos, more than <laughs> I, I used to. Just just eating, drinking, eating duty every day. So I, I said, I, I will not be in the good shape. And when I when I when I started the, the the preparation with the team, you know they do they did the, the test for the you know the um, body fats, skin folds, yeah, exactly. They they put the ranking. In the restaurant of the team, with all the team, the the thirty one the, the thirty one players of the team, from the 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 father to to the to the, the thinner, and I was number three. <laughs> <On the, laughs> I was okay. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Yeah, but num- number three still ended up chopping thirty six or thirty seven tackles in quarter final. Thirty eight. Thirty eight tackles. It's all right. The two weeks after, I was I was I, I was in good shape, but. I tell you, I was, uh, it was quite, quite a shame for me. But anyway. <laughs> I, always, I always thought those tackling, tackling things, Johnny, I don't know what you think, but you know when there's like a two-man tackle, you can count one for each and this and that? There's actually a video on YouTube where they show you 38 tackles. Every single one of them was a one-to-one. <laughs> so they're actual real tackles, everyone. Well done. And mate, so obviously you've been really honest there and said that you were third in the fat list, which is not something that most people share. Um, and Julian Bonner, you've already mentioned him. He texts me and said, ask Thierry if he's gourmand. <laughs> ask him to be honest. You love your food, right? Exactly. I, I struggle every day to, 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 to try to, to, to be fit, but it's hard. I like to eat. Right. Uh, <laughs> so they used to... So Julian was a good, really good friend, used to... To joke about that, that uh, I really like to to eat, and and I used to joke about his hair. So, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, 
and so we go we go from that 2007 World Cup, and then Mark Lievremont takes you through to to 2011. Just talk to us about the different type of coach he was to to Bernard, and then ultimately how it how it all ended in 2011 because that was very public in the media. I would say that uh, uh, Bernard is an extraverti, extrovert, guy. He used to be uh, the leader of, uh, the leader of his team, and he's got he's got a, a strong personality. He's leaving the you know the the the, the, the training you know the leaving the the video everything you know he's he's uh, he's really part of, of the team in this way, and uh, so he had um, the control of the the mental of the team you know. In 2011, it was different. Ma, um, we thought that Mark was lo- quite lost at the moment, you know, a lot of pressure. It was like we we couldn't talk together, you know. It was a really difference between what in one part Mark and the other part of uh, the team in 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 a moment of the competition. So that that would be the the the, the, the best difference. And they don't have the same personality, in fact. They they, they don't express this in the, the same way. Mark is more introverted guy. Uh, he, he 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 keeps the pressure for him. He doesn't speak so much, and and um, one he 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 blow away. You know, like he start to be to be crazy, like saying, "Okay, and nobody understand now what was happening." But because he kept so much pressure, he didn't say what he was thinking. Uh, uh, Bernard is totally different. Just express blah, 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 talking to, to, to everybody, you know, shouting to everybody, but it's, it's funny. But when, when he shot some, someone else, it's funny. When he started to, to talk to you, 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 <laughs> you want to be somewhere else. But. And obviously still so much is written in French press about the fallout of the 2011 World Cup, what happened towards the end. You have a back and forward in, in the press with Mark saying, you know, actually it was still me that had control. You have some players saying, look, eventually we led ourselves and we had to take more responsibility and control more as a playing group. Like looking back now with a bit more clarity, how much more did you guys have to do than you would have had to have done with other coaches, for instance? I, I think it was really, what we did was really important. We, we would not do this. If we would not do this, we don't get to, to, the, to, to, the, to the final. It was important first for, for the game, the way we were playing, but more importantly, it, 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 it was great for, 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 for the team, you know, the relationship we had. Because I, I, I would say that we, we had great players, but we were doing sorry for the world, but we were doing shit, in fact. When you're, you're losing against Tonga, the last game of the pool, and you're just saved by one, 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 one try, Thanks to 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 to, to Vincent Clair. he didn't even know that he was saving the team during this. So it, it, at this moment we were we were quite ashamed, and we, we had no solution because um, the uh, I think the confidence with the with the staff was uh, was uh, broken, and um, so. We all we were good, good students, and we were staying like doing what the what the coach was saying, or we were, we were taking, we were acting, we were starting to act as adults, and then taking our responsibilities. And remember why we were here, what what, what we wanted to to do in this uh, in this tournament. So, and what is easy when you're playing the quarterfinal is that there's not many options. So, I think this helped us to 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 start to. To wake up, in fact, uh, everybody started to to take to grow as a leader and to take their, their responsibility in the team. Talking with the coach, of course, but 
more part of the of the of the, of the tree. Uh, uh, we were we were managing them. So I remember um, Julien Bonner, Manuel uh, Renardoki was were leading the the lineouts. William Servat was leading the, the the scrum. I was leading the defense. So we're starting to to say, okay, it's our adventure. So we're going to 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 manage as we want to, because we are just we have just one shot. So we're not going to lose to to lose it. I remember um, Morgan Parra and uh, Dimitri Yashvili who were taking care of the offensive game. I think it's a way, it's a good way. You know, you have a balance between what we did and the management of a coach. You know, you have you have to find a good balance. You know, because the guys that you really need to be to be involved. Maybe for you as British, it's like what he's talking about for us. For us, it's natural because I, I noticed this. You know, when I when I remember when I played my last game with the, the British Barbarians. Uh, bar, bar, I was surprised, surprised to to see how the, the 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 players were involved, you know, in the in the in, in the training. It's not the same way in France. So you have the 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 head, the head coach, who is the boss, and you, you do everything he's going to tell you, and you don't have so much like um, input input yeah, from the from the players. So we in this moment we say, okay, we're going to give our input. It's our our, our worker. We don't care about what you think, what you could say. We're doing whatever you want to. We didn't want the worker, but in, in fact, it was quite a quite really interesting. It's a great, great, really great memory. I think one of the things he seemed to have a problem with as well that was very public was celebrating after the semi-final. And I know you spoke in the build-up to the final that year about how you you didn't feel like you got enough respect from the New Zealand media in particular, and that that was a big a big thing in the lead-up to the to the final. But I just wonder about that semi-final. What what happened in the lead up to the final? Did did you go out and celebrate the semi-final? I mean, why wouldn't you? And how much of an issue was that in in camp? When uh, Mark uh, said uh, uh, "Les Salgos" uh, in the in the, in the equipe, uh, well, in fact, we we, we didn't we didn't understand what, what happened because uh, we had a drink in the hotel. He said, "Okay, maybe it would be it would be good for 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 the team that you stay in the in the in the hotel. You go out, and I would say ninety percent of the team say, okay, no, no worry. We know that we're going to play a final next week, so we're going to be focused on this, and we'll just have a drink here together with our friends and family in the in the in the in the one room of the of the of the hotel. But you had a part of the team who were, who, who was already out of the team. In fact." wasn't play playing anymore. And the guy said, okay, we're going to we're going out. And he took this this these guys and said, okay, they didn't respect me and uh, uh, he called us uh, and this I would say start, was a big a big problem in the team because I, I, I was furious about this and I, I told I, I told him I told him and uh, we had a, a big meeting with all the guys and yes yeah, okay you can't you can't do this anymore because it was it wasn't a good way to 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 speak and to at this moment you know I think that it wasn't helping in fact. Do you think it was more representative of the feeling he had that his control was slipping away? So it wasn't so much about the fact that he'd gone out and had a beer, a few players. It was more the fact that he'd maybe lost control and he was lashing out. He was angry. I never spoke about this with him in fact. So maybe of this. Saying okay, he was feeling that the authority was going away, or maybe he was he was a way for him to 
to to to to make us now uh, focus now to be to 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 keep uh, our um, anger. You know, maybe it was a strategic play. I would say, like, okay, maybe I'm going to say this. They're going to be to be to be angry. They they would be still focused on the on the on the game. So you have the two options. In, in fact, because if you remember well, we 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 won against uh, uh, the Welsh team, but we didn't play so well in this game in this day. So maybe it was it, it was a way for him to put the pressure to see putting the pressure on, on our shoulder. I don't know. In fact, I think you've been I've been very nice to him because that's that's the conclusion you can take once you lose the final by one point that you could have won. I think he lost the control of the team after the Tonga, and you guys took the the reins of the team after that game, decided over your own fate, and to to then a couple of weeks after say there was all strategy for me is complete horseshit. But if, you know, you know, it was quite like players like as you know, like Lionel Nale is quite guy. You know, he doesn't was like he was crazy about what he was saying. You know, like it's absolutely nonsense. You know, you you can talk to this about your team. You're not supporting your team, in fact, because you have to remember at this time we had a lot of pressure because you have uh, the New Zealand press saying, "Okay, it's a shame to have this team on the on the final." They, 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 it's a shame for rugby, for international rugby. It was that? Oh, <laughs> come down. We're just saying rugby. You know, it's like uh, it's going to be easy for the ABs to win this game. You know, and we had our head coach saying this on the press. It was like too much. You know, so we 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 were really upset. I think you have to put into context what happened at that World Cup as well. That, those few quiet beers, it sounds tame compared to what else went on with, with England and, and Ireland out in bars. So uh, you, you certainly weren't on your own in terms of having a night out. I mean, everyone was doing it. So, um, But when you look at the moving on from there, we've spoken about Philippe Santandre as well, about Bernard Laporte. When you look at the France setup now, Thierry, and Fabien Galtier, I mean, I'm sure you would have loved to play under, under Sean Edwards as well. Do you kind of reflect on your career and, and a part of you think, I wish I had that structure. I wish I had a, a, a bit more because I know that there's a lot of talent at the moment, but it looks like they've got the coaching sort of set up right now as well. No, in fact, the structure of, of the coaching for me is the, is the rugby of 2020. You know, each team you have the, this kind of structure. What I would have liked is like the, um, for the guy from my, uh, of my generation, uh, it's like you, you are you got a, a quite a frustration because you know that you you didn't give one hundred percent of your of your potential for your national team because you didn't have you didn't have the, the structure you know we, you have so much so so much fight between the league and the, and the union we can we didn't allow you to 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 train in a good way to recover in a good way you know and to be focused in the 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 the, 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 the Important moment to to be to 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 win a Grand Slam or to to win a World Cup. My, that's my, my my main regret, you know. I would say now we hopefully, but well, we started to have a, 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 a good a good relationship between the league and the union before the the, the last the, um, in in February two twenty twenty, and before before the the, the 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 international games started to fight again. So. Yeah. It's like it's, it's the big French problem, you know. We never, I think that we, we we will never have any result doing this. Even if we have right now a, a great generation, great players, great individuals, a great mindset in the team, great coach, great staff, 
but if you if the 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 you, have, you don't have a good a good uh, relationship against the union and the, the lay, you they, they will not help. So we have to. In fact, we really have, we really have to work in this. What would you see as a perfect scenario, Thierry? So I think now the relationship hasn't really changed. I don't see that much between the LNR and the FFR since you played. And you've talked about those frustrations. Obviously now, I feel that the quality of the coaches they have in place with Fabian, with Sean Edwards, is almost papering over the cracks. So there's still those faults between the LNR and the FFR, but because the French team is now operating at a really high level, we're kind of forgetting about the problems. But to find that consistency and have the French team operating at a high level for the next 10, 20, 30 years, what do you think has to change? What's the relationship in a perfect world that would allow guys or the next generation of French players not to have those frustrations and to perform at a high level? First of all, I think that we are we're playing too much. We're playing too much. There's too much games for, you know, we have 15, 50 teams in the, in, the, in the French championships. For me, it's too much. And for a lot of players, it's, it is too much. And for a lot of coaches, it's too much. But you have, the, you have to think that the, uh, the economy of the, of, of the game it's important too. So, so I understand that the president of the co- of the club saying to the the, the guys, okay, you're earning a lot of money right now. So we we need to to have a, a, a lot of uh, more incomes than you used to. So we need money. So we need games. So, but for me, the main problem is this: too many games you have to to to, to play because. Uh, um, as an international player, you're your your leader of your team too. In, in when you go you go back to your club, so you have to be to 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 be in the front line when you when you're starting to play the the important games. So for me, there are too 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 many games, but it will be hard to change this. Anyway, they started to find a solution like helping. You know, when Galtier came, he said, "Okay, I want I want 42 players." To prepare the the, the the Six Nations, and because the we were we were in a different mood, mood, uh, uh, the, the 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 league accepted this the, the this proposal and gave the opportunity to 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 get it to work with the forty two players, and it helped a lot to 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 build his team. It could have been the same right now, if uh, the, the the union didn't. Ask uh, ask for uh, six or five, five five six no six games. So we had a fight. The the nearly went to to the they, they went to the court. I think I think so. So it's, it's absolutely stupid doing this. You know, it's it's a lack. Uh, it's losing an energy in doing this kind of thing that you 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 you, you could solve very easily. You know, because uh, the French team needs everybody. You know, we're just thinking like. In fact, in France, we are working like there's two institutions where we're competing, you know, that if they are competing, everybody is not working for the French national team. And the French national team doesn't understand that maybe the clubs need to, 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 to live in a good way to, to help the player to be, to, to, to see it um, uh, involving and to uh, improving and, um, and keeping them in, in good shape. So, it's easier maybe in, in, in New Zealand, in South Africa, because the, the, the union manage all of this. But um, I, don't, I, I, I don't know what would be the solution, in fact. Really, I, I don't really know it because there's, a, there's the, the problem of the economy, you know, well, too, much, too much money. 
I just want to ask briefly on the on the club side of things, Thierry. You mentioned that you played for the Barbarians and you got an insight into the British way of doing things. Obviously, you won back-to-back titles in the top 14 with Biarritz. Then had a hugely successful spell with, with Toulouse. But I know you were linked with a move to Leinster at one stage, I think, and probably loads of other clubs around the world. Did, did you ever come close to feeling like you wanted to move abroad and, and try a different way of doing things? In fact, I wanted to, to, to play in England. Uh, when I started to play, when I was in Bordeaux, I remember we we, we played against uh, Saracens, and in, fr- in front of me had uh, Richard Hill. Now it was like uh, could I touch him. <laughs> I, I remember this, this feeling. You, you had uh, Tim Horan in this team too. Uh, you had uh, I don't remember the Ron- uh, Ronald, the number eight of the ABs. Uh, Randall. Oh, Randall. Castanier, it was an impressive team. But um, at this moment, uh, as moment the, 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 I wasn't famous enough to to to, to, to get the, the the attention of the of the English teams. Uh, and a few years after, I was playing in Toulouse and had. Um, I spoke with Southern Hemisphere teams. I spoke with British team. And in fact, I was happy to stay in Toulouse because I, I, I was happy to, well, to make the history of the club. In fact, you know, I, I was really involved in the in the in the identity of the of the team. I really love this team, uh, the city, and for me, it was important that not to 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 write to write good lines of the of the, the 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 book of the of the of the club. So and I, I was happy. I had good mates with me. It, it was it, it wasn't the moment anymore. At the end of my my career, I thought to I, I, after my two years when I started to stop, I thought about uh, playing in in Japan or, or in, in in England too. But I had to be honest with me, and I was uh, I, I was tired. You know, I was exhausted already. You know, I wouldn't be it wouldn't be fair with uh, with a club doing this. And maybe I would have be uh, um, um, I would have put myself in danger, you know, physically, because my 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 mind wasn't wasn't ready anymore to play rugby at this level. What was behind your decision to move from Biarritz to Toulouse? Obviously, it was a great career move, long term. But what was the biggest pusher or the biggest factors apart from finance and contracts? Why leave that Biarritz team that was so successful and move to Toulouse? In fact, it wasn't money. Uh, I know Benjamin was going to laugh, but it's not <laughs> because, uh, because the proposal was the same between Biarritz and and and, to, and Toulouse. Okay. And at this time, you had Perpignan, who offered me better, uh, more money than the, uh, the, the 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 two teams. In fact, it, 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 it was, of course, money was important, but it wasn't the the, the, the main the the the, the, the main uh, items, you know, in my in my mind. It was, uh, it all uh, it all has been the the balance. Between uh, uh, the team, money, and family, you know, I, I, I always thought like this. And when I, I, I went to Toulouse, I thought that maybe I could I could have worked as an engineer here, so it was easier to be in the in the place, you know. So I was uh, I was already thinking about the, uh, at the end of the career, so I was already preparing the future. Um, it was a bigger city, so for for for, for my for my, my girlfriend at this time, it was nice for for to to live here to have more opportunity to work. 
So you have the money, it was good money, and you have the opportunity to play in the, one of the best teams of, of Europe. That is true that I thought a lot about this because at this moment, Biarritz, we, we had played the final of the, of the, of the uh, European Cup. We had two titles of the French Championship. So, and people were saying to me, oh, you're, you're, you will never play in Toulouse, you're crazy, or what, what are you doing? I said, okay, I'm taking my shot, we'll see. It's an opportunity I'm going to take if, if it doesn't work. It's a pity. If I don't do this, I will, I will regret this um, on my life. So I, I, I went to Toulouse, and of course, it's one of the best choices on my, on, my, on my professional life. I wanted to ask you as well about Guy Noves. So a guy that you spent a long time with at Toulouse. Um, and I was always intrigued as well when you see how Toulouse played, the flair, the offloads, how you were encouraged to play. It was fantastic to watch. But what was he like as a coach? My understanding was as he got older, he sort of became more and more removed and became more like a manager of offices and sort of oversaw everything. But what was he like working with in the, in the early days as a coach, technically, and also as a bloke? In fact, he wasn't, he wasn't talking about so much about technique. He was talking about technique just to, 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 to pitch, you know, like saying, okay. <laughs> this pass at the, at the, at the 50th, 50th minute wasn't so good, so maybe you should work a little bit, you know. I was just talking about this. In fact, he's a, 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 I think he could have been a, a psychologic uh, teacher, you know, in, in university. His greatest weapon that he was, he was knowing us, each guy, he could I say, okay, just the word can make you, you can give you confidence, give you, give pressure under your shoulder, and you can do, change you as a good guy, as a mean guy, you know. It was really impressive to see this. You could have noticed this when he was he used to talk to the other guys, but when he was playing this game with you, you, you couldn't even know uh, fighting in this, you know, because he knew exactly which point he has to to touch, to change you as a real player, as a fighter, you know. And uh, I really like this guy because uh, he was a, a tough guy. He, 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 he wasn't an easy guy, but every time we had problems, he was he was there. He he took always the the, the, the pressure on the shoulder. When the play the team wasn't playing good, he was saying, "No worry, it's my fault. You know, I didn't prepare them in a good way. They are they are they are they are, they are tired. You know, it was always taking the pressure on his shoulder. And I really respect this because it helped us to you know to to work in um, in a, a good atmosphere with a willing to win every every time because if he, he could have if he could have been part of the team you know as a player he would have been the, the captain of the team because he was he used to play cards you know I was near him in, in the bus he always wanted to win it's impressive always always each 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 games and I spent like five, uh, nine years with this guy you know in the bus and he always wanted to win and when he was biking with his friends, he always wanted to be first. So this state of mind, you know, he, he gave us to, to the team, you know, always, always being the first, you know, you will, you, you will not accept to, 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 to be on second position. And what he, you really, you, you really, I really noticed is like when we were starting the, the, the final phases, it was like, a, you know, a shark uh, uh, smelling the, 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 the blood. The blood. <laughs> was like really impressive, really impressive. He was living for this, you know, being, being number one. So he helped us a lot to not be, never being just happy to be champion, but be happy to, to, to go to look for another, another title, you know. So it's a different state of mind, you know, and I'm really happy to, to, to have known this, this guy because um, 
he he changed my my career and my he changed me as a player. Um, and he's the first guy who, who trusts me as a captain too, because we're just thinking about the national team. But he's the first guy saying, "Okay, you're going to be the, the captain of, of my team." So I want to say that he he noticed something in me that I never uh, I, I, I didn't even know. So I, he, he he saw in me that I could have been a, a leader of the team. So I started in 2000. And in 2009, to be captain of Toulouse, and I stopped in 2015. And obviously, mate, during that time, you worked with a plethora of extraordinary players. Toulouse have had some of the best players in the world, both foreign and domestic. You look at Josian, Fritz, the guys that you had to play with outside you, um, and foreigners, Census Johnson, Byron Kelleher, Albacete. Who would be your two, your top players that you've managed to play with with Toulouse? Because there have been... <laughs> loads of them who would be your favorite players both as teammates and guys to be on the pitch with that you played with that's a really hard question i would say uh savat william savat pato albacete yannick josion and uh vincent claire so maybe this was uh well yes decent players decent yeah. not bad not bad, <laughs> not bad. <laughs> <laughs> By Byron changed changed uh, changed the, uh, our game too, but uh, he he didn't stay so much time you know, because you 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 say that you 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 talk you you talk about these great players, but you have to notice that they stayed a lot, nearly ten years each of them in this club. It's not it's not something uh, uh, usual. And uh, in the in the in the uh, talking about business. Toulouse is not the club. It's not the club that's going to pay you more money. But they stay there because they have the, the what I talked about, the balance between the between the um, uh, the, the atmosphere of the team, uh, the, the 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 thing that um, um, the level of the team, which is going to allow you to 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 be champion and to have to have fun, to have fun playing rugby. So I think that this guy uh, Vincent. Vincent and 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 uh, William stayed more like nearly thirteen years more than William more than than fifteen years. Yannick Josio, I don't remember more than ten years. Pato and me more than ten years. No. Just quick, just quickly, Thierry on Guino Vers, um, because we've spoken quite a lot about Fabian Galtier and Benji has said how he was very different at club level and he's maybe perfect for international coaching. Was it the opposite with Guinovez? Because you mentioned how he knew each one of you inside out and that psychological element. When he was France coach and he maybe struggled, was that because he didn't know the players as well? He didn't have very much time with them. So is that maybe why he he was so much better with Toulouse and not with France? Or was it just the wrong time of his career when he got the France job? Maybe both of them, you know. Maybe it wasn't the wrong moment of his career. Maybe it would have been easier for him to to coach players as, as uh, of my generation. Because the, the, as I said, like uh, one hour ago, the mentality has changed, you know. So maybe it, it, it was it, it was easier for him to to manage the, the, the guys like me. I think that the the main problem of his of Guinovez at this moment that he, he didn't have a good relationship with uh, with Bernard Laporte and his his team, and they didn't really help him to 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 work in the in. Like with the, he didn't give them the, the tools to, to work well. So I think it was one of the of the biggest problems he had 
Anyway, she, she, it's true that uh, his two years wasn't so good. He didn't have the chance to, to do a better, a better work to, for the next two years. For me, it was absolutely shocking what happened, you know, the way they, they fired him. You know, he was uh, respectless and um, it, it, it wasn't a, good, a really good way to, to, to treat a guy like this, to, re- to treat anyone, I would say. And, uh, and we see that the two, the two last years of the, uh, with, the, with, uh, with uh, Jacques, uh, Brunel wasn't so, so good then. So I don't know if it was the, the, the solution to, to, treat, to treat like a, uh, a guy like this in this way. It was really respectless. And to finish, Thierry, obviously we, we've spoken so much and, and got such great insight from, from you. You've got such good experience. And now what you're doing is so, so different to rugby. Did you want to get away from rugby completely when you, when you stopped playing? And could you be enticed back in to share your experience in some way to, to help further either, either the French national team or Toulouse one day, whether it's coaching or something different? In fact, when I, when I started, I just wanted to... <laughs> to, to go away and to forget, to, to, to burn my boots, everything. But three years after, I, 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 I think that it's, uh, it, it's something, this happened to a lot of, a lot of players, no? After, after so many years. But uh, three years after, I started to, to, to come back to, to rugby by, by, thanks to TV. So I, I'm working with, uh, with uh, Canon Plus. Uh, so I think it's my first step back to, to rugby. And um, I, I don't think it's my time. I don't think it's the right moment to, to, to be involved in a club or the union. But I think that one day I, I would be happy to be involved in, um, in the union or club. I don't know. But right now, I, I, I am focused on my, my business, my, my companies. I think it's, it's it's nice for me to 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 improve in different way, knowing you know meeting other people, knowing other people, you know, and uh, it, it's going to make me improve as, as a person. So when I will be happy with this, I will try to to come back in in, in rugby because uh, fact is passion. I think when you start this, you never want to stop it. <laughs> but you you really need to. Have this balance, not one hundred percent to rugby. This balance for me is really important, and for me, it's, I'm in a moment of my life that I'm I'm building something else. Mate, you're doing a good job. Like I'm enjoying watching you with Seb Shabal and Michelak on Canal Plus. It's great to see you back on and hear your voice because people are desperate to get your insight, especially all things French rugby. So, you, having sir. seen the French team and the changes that have come around recently with Fabien Galtier, Sean Edwards, Gazal, the job they're doing, this new crop of players, how far do you think they can go? Obviously, there's another Six Nations tournament coming around the corner. Autumn Nations Cup starts this weekend. And all importantly, there's a World Cup coming in 2023 in France. How much better place do you think this French team is now with this coaching group and with the players they have? Well, I think that you, can, you, you always dream about uh, winning the World Cup. It's not so easy. But they can do really g- uh, a great job because you have the ingredients, you have the players, you have the man's, mindset, you have the, 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 the staff. Not so sure about the 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 the, the, um, the relationship between the league and the and the, and the union, as I said. Uh, that's a main problem for me. 
but you have uh, I really like this team because they are, I really like their mindset. You know, they play they play as a team. Really, they really play as a team. But even if they have the individuals, they are great players. But they want to play together. They enjoy playing together, and you feel that they 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 are they are really honest in their relationship. You know, it's not fake. What they are doing, they are really fake. They are really happy to to see their, their friend, you know, uh, scoring the try. You know, you re you really feel that their their life there's a life in in, in this team, and uh, so they. I hope that they are going to. I think that the next the next target should be the the 2021 uh, um, tournament, uh, Six Nations tournament. I think that they really need to win one. It will be the next step, you know. Uh, or two of the uh, for, for for this team, but I can't wait to see them playing against um, South Africa or, or New Zealand. It's going to be the, the greatest test. So of course now they are they are on the top of the wave. They are going to have uh, you know uh, uh, difficult moments, but I think it's part of of the trip. So the, uh, what will be interesting, in fact, it's the way they are going to manage. The, this moment, the more difficult moments. It's the young players, but I think that you, we, we can expect that. Uh, the French national team is going to be in good in 2023. But they're all, I think they, they, they had already one, two, two, two things. The first one, the French player is proud, of, proud again of the, of the national team. Wasn't so easy. And two, they, they are the, um, they put the, the the French the French rugby in the spotlight again, you know, saying maybe look we are we were holidays for we've been holidays for for five years we're back and <laughs> we can we can play good rugby again. So I think it was really impressive and I I don't know if you remember the way they they won against uh, um, Ireland like for me uh, Ireland Ireland was uh, had. Had the control of the game, in fact, in terms of of uh, the way they were playing. But when they lost the ball, you know, you have the sanction. You know, they were they had a try of three points. It's really hard for for a team to 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 play a game like this. So I really like this this uh, the, this way that each opportunity, the it can be a, it can transform this as a as a danger. You know, so it makes them really special. It make them a really special team. Thierry, thanks so much for coming on and sharing your insight. And I'm glad everything's going well with the business. We look forward to seeing you more on Canal Plus, but it definitely sounds like the passion is back. So one day soon, Toulouse coach, I'm sure. <laughs> Thank you very much. I hope that wasn't so hard to, <laughs> with my English. I'm better in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. Next time. Thanks, Thierry. Thank you thanks again. very much. Thanks a lot. Merci, Bye -bye. Thierry. Another legend. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Honestly, uh, for one, his English was is great. I think, and um, no, I think he's he's really. I think you get the full shebang of people of of who he is, and a side that people haven't really seen the complexity, the burden, the the toll that it took on him as a bloke to actually drive that team through all that shit, because he was the the thing, um, and it's. <laughs> Honestly, I can't, I can't it's, it's, it's too funny, that image, because I met him in the equivalent of the Saxons. Smiling, lovely, bubbly guy, very curious about everything, whatever. And then I, when I went back to the French team, 2012, Philippe Saint-André, and he, it, was, it was 
in all that pile of crap where he was the only one who had the talisman, you know, who had the the flame and he needed to keep on going and let's and let's try to motivate guys. And like he said, everybody's like, oh, go and tell the coach this, go and tell the coach that. And he was the one going to have the tough conversations because there was nobody else in there. And you could tell it was just oh, a weight on him. And then you see him, you lose by 60 points against the ABs and, and, the, and then he's back of the bus. And he's, he wasn't dancing. He's just, oh, you know, finally, this is over. It was just a bit heartbreaking. But yeah, legend of a bloke. Tremendous bloke. And also, I loved his honesty. It was really refreshing. Like, not everybody gives you that insight, but the fact that, you know, he essentially, the captaincy at an early age was thrust on him because he was a leader naturally, probably because of his judo background. So before in teams, we had, we have like attack leaders, defensive leaders, uh, line out scrum leaders. He talked us through all that, but he was ahead of the game and that he was leading defensively naturally before MD was trying to do it. He was almost professional before everyone else was professional. And the rest of it has just come as a consequence. But it's not often you get to hear somebody talk about the burden, the emotional burden, the, the getting bogged down by that responsibility and the burden. And it makes you realize as well how much has to go right in a club team, in a national team, to have that position of responsibility and for it to be fantastic 100% of the time. It almost never happens. Um, you look at Olive on the role he's got now, and he's, he's coming at a great time and he's flying. But I reckon they're probably quite similar personalities. Olivon doesn't look like an outspoken guy that talks all the time and wants to grab everybody by the scruff of the neck. He just seems like a natural, good rugby player, a good, honest, hardworking bloke, kind of like Thierry. So, no, I love this insight. That was really great um, and good to talk to him. Tremendous bloke. We should have a chat about the Autumn Nations Cup now. So, France, Fiji at the weekend. But, Johnny, you're covering just about every game apart from that, aren't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm covering France, Fiji. I'm doing that one. So I'm, okay. I'm doing, doing all I'm doing, of it. Um, I'm doing Scotland, Italy in um, Florence. And then I'm getting over to Van in Brittany, or Little Britain, as it's known to the locals up in Britannia. Um, I know I'm excited. Radrada has also tested positive for COVID, so we're not sure if he's going to play or not. It's obviously been disjointed for them. Vern has not been able to prepare them as he, as he would have wanted to. They've been in groups of four and five training in isolation. So it's going to be hard going for Fiji, um, to be honest, against a France team that, you know, is is now firing um, and they want to finish well. This, I think, is going to be the last game that we see all the big dogs for the French team. It's then going to be rotated. So um, I think that's going to be a, a pretty big win for France. They were meant to play against Portugal. The game got cancelled. So they're a bit very disjointed against a team, a French team, who's going to be pretty much, apart from Bouti, the same starting 15 as, as uh, last week. So yes, I agree. I think it will be one-dimensional, if I one only will only go one way. The only thing that I, I didn't understand about um, the whole league federation final last deal, Bernard Leroux telling us last week that that was the last uh, last three games, is that so six games, one friendly against Wales, one last Six Nations, four of Auto Nations Cup. They consider out of those six, it's not three times eighty minutes; it's three match sheets. Yeah, but I can't believe this. So. I read uh, an article of Raphael Ibanez, the, the, the French manager, uh, who basically, I think, I think, and this is just a supposition, but I think if you read between the lines, yes, the agreement is that, which means that because they kept their starting 15, Entamac Dupont, for instance, the two hotness at the moment, Vakatawa, Fiku, Olivon, all those guys who played already two games and started, um, a hell of a lot of them. Bernard Leroux, <laughs> Paul Villemse, they pretty much had the same starting 15 the whole time. I was Julien Marchand, you know, so it's very complicated. All of them are playing the last game this weekend. They will have to rotate. That's why they didn't take Serin or Jalibert on the bench so that these guys can basically lead the team, Stop. I reckon, next week. Teddy Thomas will be back. 
Ramos, I think, didn't play the, the three, four games. But if it's match sheets, he was on a match sheet. So I don't know how they're going to do that. But Boutier, if he's injured this week, he can then play next week, whatever it is. And they will have some depth. So they will go to Scotland at us. Okay, Italy, no disrespect to anyone, but they can also rotate and go again. If you read between the lines, the words of Ibanez, I think uh, they're then going to, if they have a shot of actually winning it, they're going to try to pull something. Either go to a full-on clash against the league and just pick the players and then go, or just try to find a, a, another negotiation in there. Do you not think this could actually turn out to be a positive? The fact that they've actually proved now that they've got a decent team. We know our first, you know, our starting team, they can fire, they can play, they've won top-level games in the Six Nations. Let's put that aside. Now, instead of having to keep backing up with the same players, this actually gives them quite a nice... This political drama, as it unfolds, is actually helping the French coaches. Look, we know what our first team is. But now we've got a chance to explore what else is out there in the top 14. Who else can we expose? Who else can we give game time? You know, we, we heard Thierry talk about the 42 players that Fabian wanted to have. We haven't seen 42. We've seen a fixed 23 effectively. But now we're going to get to see the second, third tier of players and other guys can start sticking their hands up. So I don't know what you think, Benji, but I think potentially this has actually worked in the favor of Fabian and his coaching team. I see what you mean, but I, I, I will have to disagree just because there's so little amount of games to, for them to get experience. The World Cup 2023, if that's our target, right? It's, gonna, it's there tomorrow. I mean, look, in a couple of weeks, we'll be the 1st of January 2021. We'll be talking two and a half years, and then, and then the World Cup, it's there. It's absolutely nothing. I think it's going to fly by. So six nations, six games. Summer tours, we don't know if they're going to happen anymore. Let's just say the six nations plus this auto nations cup for. That's 10 games, international games per year. So that's 40 games for guys who have zero experience. Moadema Awas, Boutier, Villemse, uh, you name them, you know. These guys need to play 40 games. You want to win the World Cup or you just want to do okay? Entamac and Dupont cannot spend another second away from each other. They just need to <laughs> you know, sleep together, play together as much as you want. Well, and sleep finally, together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Finally, we can have the, the Conor Murray-Johnny Sexton uh, situation. It's a blessing that they play in the same club so they can uh, keep on going. Yes, you need a bit of depth, and I agree with you, but that would have been anyhow a matter of team management or bodies management because over six weeks it's complicated to play everyone what what frustrates me the most is that like Thierry said February 2021 everybody thinks all shining 42 guys to play uh, everybody agreed this and that and then two weeks ago they, they almost didn't play and now next week they're gonna have they're forced to rotate so the difference between giving a shot given a few caps to extend your squad from 30 guys to actually 40 guys who can physically all play and gain some experience is a difference than taking your whole starting 15, which has already played three games, which means that for the next three, they cannot be involved at all. And I'm not talking even being on the bench. And Dupont and Tamak coming out for the last 20 to actually you know, control the game at the end. They will not be involved. So I think there's not a minute to lose. There's not a cap to lose. And I don't think it's a good situation because they need to gain that experience. And that experience, you gain it by playing and by, by sucking up some tough things. And I do agree with Thierry. I cannot wait for them to be challenged against um, Southern Hemisphere teams because, let's face it, they're, they're, the, real, they're the real thing in, in World Rugby. The one thing I would add is that Fabian can be very quick, after having worked with him, can be very quick to snap. Like you can be hot and be favorite for 10 games and then boom, you're in, a, in the free goes. They say you're in the fridge, you're in the freezer, the deep freeze for six months. Like he doesn't want to know. So Ramos, what happened to him on the summer tour last year? He got sent home with a fake ankle injury. But I know that Fabian, 
you know, if you're not hot and you make an error, you're gone. So I know he'll want to build some depth and get a few more faces in there to see what they can do at international level, 100%. We will revisit that situation with the France squad next week when we'll, we'll know more. They'll probably have named a, a fresh squad for, for the last three games of the, the Autumn Nations Cup. But let's just quickly get your thoughts on the other games then. Ireland-Wales, England-Georgia, Italy-Scotland, who's winning? So... Um, I think Wales after like, again Wales and further t- turmoil we've already talked about them but their defence coach resigning this week uh, they're not in a good space going to Ireland um, I'm calling that as an Irish win England against Georgia you know Scotland beat Georgia at Murrayfield at a canter um, so I can see that being really really painful for Georgia Italy, Scotland, fantastic. See Dunkey Weir come back into the team after a long time out in the wilderness. Um, great to see him get an opportunity. Again, Italy completely going through transition uh, and I'm not quite sure where they're at. I'd like to see them hold the ball and, and try and do something in attack. We've seen them kick away a lot of possession and not really doing much with it, but I can see Scotland uh, winning in Italy. And more generally, to touch on it, but just great that Fiji and Georgia are in this competition, that they actually have this exposure against Tier 1 nations and they get to stake a claim. Um, it's not obviously been the ideal prep, but it's just great to see them. It's great to see them in that framework uh, against Tier 1 Nations and the Autumn Nations Cup. Yeah, I really agree with your predictions. I think you're spot on. Uh, just let's mention that uh, Georgia was not meant to be involved. It was meant to be yeah. Japan. So, you know, they're trying things, which, which is, I think, what it's we great. should be doing. In a crappy situation, you try to create a new, situ- uh, a, a new positive outcome. You create a new tournament, something, some sort of excitement. We want to see Fiji. How good can Fiji be if they play six international games in a row against top teams and not just the one-off and then play the second tier ones? You know, you, just, you don't know. Um, great for Georgia to finally get rewarded. We know them very, very well in France because they're basically... 80% of the front rowers of the whole top 14. <laughs> and, and they are incredibly good rugby players. Um, and, and they're a big, proud nation. And it's great to see them there. Japan, I can't wait to see more of them and to see what they, what they can bring to the thing. It's just exciting. New, new, new competition, new tournament, trying new things. I, I'm all up for that. And just very briefly to finish off, uh, touching on the top 14, we mentioned the Toulouse cast game with, with Thierry, the draw. What stood out for you at the weekend in the top 14? That wasn't the most glamorous of games. I think if you saw the post-match, post-match reaction of Medach and Kombazu, it kind of <laughs> it told you everything. Medach looked like he just wanted to get in the change rooms and have a cigarette and get home. <laughs> He'd had enough. Um, and Tom Kombazu was absolutely delighted. So, look, it was horrible conditions, extreme wind, um, going from one of the pitch to the other. It was just trying to get the ball up there in the pitch. There wasn't much of a game, but... For Cast, you know, they'll take two points and move on. They've obviously been struggling as well. So for Mauricio Reggiardo, he'll be delighted to have two more points in the bank. Um, and especially away at Toulouse, there's no better place to get points if you're Castry. So, no, well done then. Yeah, then uh, my mates of Clermont uh, lost in La Rochelle without a bonus point. A bit of a silly decision at the end to go again for a driving more rather than taking the points. But it was a hell of a game. Um, La Rochelle are very impressive, I have to say. They're big, they're physical. Will Skelton, you know, the big second row who's in Saracens. Beast. He is having a big impact in that team. And you can tell that he's enjoying it. There's a real spirit about it. And I have to say, I was still very proud of Clermont because I thought they went there to fight. Uh, their defensive system is really getting into shape. Uh, Benson Stanley, I don't know if you remember him, the, the all-black yep. center from Oakland Blues and stuff. One of the 
probably the hardest tackler I've ever met in my life. Uh, is has come on board as defense coach in the summer. Nobody really has spoken about it. It took him a while, and now the the noise that I've got is that he's he's finally getting his real input into things, and 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 you can tell the results. They were there to fight, to tackle everything that was in front of them. Gave a hell of a game. Jules Plisson said it was the toughest game he's ever played in his life. Pretty much the fly wow. half shell. Uh, well, he got he got smoked <laughs> a couple of times. <laughs> like, it was incredible. Was it like Courtney Laws all over again? Pretty oh. much, pretty much. On the last kick, on the last kick to kick it out, somebody races on his legs, and he basically did a spin on him, and then whacked again on the floor. Poor thing. He's a bit of a, a human cannonball, but um, no, no, he he did he did well. They all did well. Uh, big tough old game. Just, I think Clermont are on tracks, but I have to say, I must admit, um, I think La Rochelle are looking very, very dominant. Bordeaux are back. Okay, they've won, again, another bonus point victory against Bayonne. They just blew them blew them away. But, uh, but Lyon, Bordeaux, be careful with La Rochelle. I think they will be... Dangerous. The yeah. best bit of that game for me, I'm not sure if you saw it with your old mate, Jed Rizziak. With Skelton, did you see them having a kiss in the middle of the pitch? Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, get on YouTube and look that up. That was exceptional. I absolutely loved it. And um, we don't need to talk about the game, but what about Sergio Parise's crossfield kick in the 2-1 brief game? Majestic. Legend. He can Absolute do it all. legend. He can do it all. He said he was very happy after he chatted to us and then just gives him wings, you know, he's, he's on a high. And Claremont Leon looks like the big game this weekend, doesn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. That's actually we said that you know Brive was like a, a weird derby. Well, Lyon could pretty much be the derby as well because the new region is Auvergne, Rhône Alpes, whatever. It's 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 the same region now. Um, yeah, that's going to be big, 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 big. A lot of guys have gone from Clermont to Lyon. Pierre Menini, the coach, is a former Clermont. Raphael Ishom, Lucet prop. Noah Nakatasi, the winger. Uh, Clément Rigue, the tight head prop. There's a fair few of them. Uh, so there's a big rivalry. Xavier Sadourny, who's now the tax coach of Clermont, played a lot of Clermont, played six or seven years in Lyon, and ended up being coached there. So there, uh, you know, a, a lot of a lot of parallels. Uh, big, big tests. Uh, I just hope they learned the lessons from the La Rochelle game because I think it will be pretty similar. Very hard hitting, very physical, top level, top fourteen, uh, but a, a huge test for Clermont. Also looking forward to cast against Bordeaux. So the, the comeback of Christophe Urios um, and his old team, which didn't really finish on a great note, uh, you know, when he left at an end of your dinner. I'm not sure if you know this, Benji. left at the end of your dinner a cast and everyone was invited and he didn't rock up. Left a really bad taste in the mouth. A lot of players, a bit of resentment for him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he's received in the stadium and by the cast players. Even though there's not going to be that many people there, it's going to be interesting, but it'll be up close and personal for him. Um, also, the fact that he's looking to poach a few of the, the cast team. Antoine yeah. t he's looking to take him. As Lou said, probably we had at Oyonnax. Also, uh, Benji Urbaleta, the 10 Argentinian boy that he really likes, had at Oyonnax and cast as well. So, interesting. Um, a few bits and bobs going on at Pierre Fabre and the stadium next week should be a cracker um, on Saturday. You mentioned a couple of rumours there. Another... Marcus Smith. Marcus Smith from Quinns to Leon. There's no that way. There's no way. Um, I just think with Marcus Smith, he's got so much going for him now. That, I mean, but you don't know. I mean, Leon could open the checkbook and it could be ridiculous and he might not be able to say no, but he's obviously got aspirations of playing for England. Um, he's got ongoing conversations and dialogue with Eddie Jones. 
he's been tremendous, but I don't see a bloke like that who's still got international aspirations going at that age. He's only 20. Um, there was other guys named in the press, you know, Danny Cipriani was on that short list. Obviously his international ambitions are shot. He's not going to get capped again. I don't think he'd be more likely to come in and fill that void, but I, there's no way Marcus Smith is going to leave London age 20 to go to Leon. No chance. I think Marcus Smith must, must have the same agent as Teddy Thomas, who then got a room <laughs> yeah. of signing in Toulouse or Montpellier or whatever, and he's just doing a grand job because you put that and then you get a phone call and it says, Eddie Jones, you know, <laughs> don't go anywhere, mate. We'll, we'll, we'll keep you here. We'll look after it's you. It's a smart tactic, but he's not, I don't see him going anywhere. Or at least he shouldn't. Do you know who has the best agent in France right now? Is Joe Joseph. So the Racing number eight, he has been looked at by everybody, apparently. Toulon, La Rochelle, Montpellier, apparently. Like his agent is doing some great work. He's all over the press. So, But that's it. You've got guys now, everyone's looking for number eights. I think you've got six top-line number eights probably finishing in this year with Kano, Anthony Klassen. You've got some top-class guys. So everyone is clamoring for these back row boys. You've got Tolaine, who's just moved from Bordeaux to Montpellier. He's already signed. He's, he's a good big ball carrier. So... Joe Joseph at Racing, who apparently isn't going to stay there, um, is hot property and apparently everybody wants him or so his agent says. The amount of games you're covering this weekend, Johnny, I thought you were going to say yourself then for the best agent in France. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> thanks, Johnny. Thanks, Benji. And thanks to everyone for listening as well. Make sure you hit subscribe, leave us a review, watch us on YouTube as well. And we'll be back with another episode next week. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers fellas. Bye.